When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I am Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith with Hard Liquor. I didn't crack a this thing. This is the podcast where comedians drink beer and talk about crazy conspiracies. And this week we are talking about uh, something I'm pretty excited about. It's uh, the As- Akashic Records. Oh, yes. I've heard of the Akashic Records. Akashic? Yeah, something like that. Akashic. Akashic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And in a way, it's a spinoff of our uh, last episode, strangely enough, where we talked about six finger oh, red haired giants. giants. Yeah. So it's all it all ties together eventually. Yeah, it's all connected, right? Always. Every time, probably. I've needed to cough for quite a while. Oh, yeah, you're holding it in. Or needed, I needed to drink something, but I was waiting to start the episode and crack. That oh, yeah, that's good. Hazy, hazy IPA. Hmm. Mm. So how are you doing? Uh, I'm great. I'm getting ready to head out of town. Yeah. Oh yeah. Going to Massachusetts. Yeah, going down to where? Uh, Mass- Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Going to the Solid Sound Festival, so that'll be fun. You going to Salem, Massachusetts? No, it's North Adams. How far from Salem? I don't know. It? By uh, broom or by car? <laughs> as as a as a witch flies. Yeah, straight. Sometimes um, crooked depends on how witchy she is. Yeah. Um, you should yeah, yeah, you should check out Salem. Maybe we should do a, a show up. Yeah, I bet they got time. ghosts and cats. That. I'd be down. Let's spend the night in a haunted yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, they got cats. <laughs> I'm in. That's all it takes. Um, I'm excited about our, our topic today. And uh if you're not on the patron, you probably should be because it's great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And uh we had a great episode recently about a very mysterious death in australia oh yeah but i'm excited because i enjoyed last episode so much talking about the six finger giants that i kept reading more about it which led me to today's topic oh. strangely enough and i'm glad that we could talk about it not at all a statement about uh uh him being right giant, he's a big but, dude uh, uh, we're glad to have with us a friend friend of the pod very funny comedian from uh, raleigh north carolina tyler wood welcome to the the podcast tyler on behalf of the Giants, <laughs> thank you for welcoming <laughs> yes. me. I come in peace, and I am happy to be here. <laughs> are Are you familiar with uh, the 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 race of six fingered giants that show up all through history? I have not a clue. I myself <laughs> yeah. am a five finger giant, but my cousins, five, yeah, yeah, I assume they've been up to no good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Goliath, David yeah, there's Goliath, a, Goliath there's was a, a uh, six fingered redhead giant. Goliath, uh, what the the. Goliath was a red-haired, fair-skinned, six-fingered mm-hmm. giant, and that description um, meets a number of people. Uh, in, you know, in China, they've uh, discovered uh, some mummies in China that were uh, giants with red hair, blue eyes, and uh, they're between six and six and a half feet tall, which I think was a giant. Yeah, that was huge, right? That was Most huge. People are like my height. They're probably huge day. now in China. Yeah. Right. Oh, what's the average height in China these days? For I don't guy? know. Not a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you throw out the shortest in the Yao Ming, it's probably like five four, five five. Yeah, I'm pretty guess. average over there. I'm five six, or maybe I'm tall. Yeah, that would feel good. Have you been yeah. there? That'd be. It. I would be interested to see someone like you go there and just how that per- your perception of space and things. Yeah, well, what changed. if I, What if China's got the confidence I need? <laughs> <laughs> You just needed to feel a little so tall. tall, but so stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, we covered this in in extensia last episode. We talked all about this archaeological site uh, in uh, in Chaco Canyon, and we talked about ancient Peruvians and Mayans, and we we went all over the world trying to get to the bottom of this. And as I said at the top, I started reading more about it because I was like, "This is really fascinating," and it brought me to um, a very odd description of a six foot tall, blue eyed, dark hair. Uh, six-fingered giant named Muzuin who traveled to the Gobi Desert from the lost Pacific continent of Lemuria 
in 9,026 BC. Um, this being had uh, six fingers and toes, which they attributed to supernatural androgynous deities and their offspring. Mm. A trait that, that, according to this this reading, was uh, eventually abandoned for the five-fingered uh, homo sapiens that we, we know today. But that six-fingered trait, according to this description, was a uh, descendant of the Lemurians, which we've talked about Lemuria, Tyler, in the past. Lemuria was the Are they the east, Nordic aliens? They are the East Coast Atlanteans, uh, yes. maybe ah, West okay. Coast. The Lemurians and the, and the Atlanteans didn't get along very well. They were the two ancient, highly technological civilizations. Much like the East Coast, West Coast yeah. Yeah. battle of yeah. the 90s. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's right. yeah. I'm sure that was a joke that was said on the previous episode. No, no, but... no. Well, oh, okay. Mm. Now, what's most interesting about this description is not what it says, it's who said it. Uh, it was a reading uh, from the greatest prophet in American history, Edgar, oh, the sleeping Casey, prophet, the sleeping giant, the sleeping mm-hmm. prophet. Uh, any familiarity with Edgar Casey, Tyler? I have none. This yeah, is this great. Guy's awesome. uh, uh, Edgar Casey uh, was the preeminent clairvoyant, certainly of his day and probably of all time, and, and at least in American history. He he is also, in many ways, uh, considered the godfather of the New Age movement. Uh, he was born. I think in Kentucky, somewhere in like 1845. And he, he lived a pretty long life, like deep into the, the 20th century. Uh, he um, discovered at a very early age that he had some supernatural powers. He was, uh, he was not a great student. And his teacher had kind of shamed him about his, uh, his schoolwork. And so he came home and his father uh, continued to berate him and began quizzing him relentlessly. Oh, brutal pop quiz, hot shot. About his spelling bee. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I, I'm on the dad's side so far because he's he's just drilling him about his spelling words, which I have to had to do with all my flashcards. And uh, eventually, the, Edgar Casey can't get anything right, so uh, the dad just slaps him as hard as he can and just throws him out of his chair, um, which. Uh, I don't. I don't agree with that. No, no, no. I'm with him up until then. Well, I, mean, I got he, slapped around. Yeah. Did he start okay. learning the words? He, he did. Sometimes no slaps. Work. Well, well, it's it's interesting because here's what happened: is while he's lying there, either unconscious or pretending to be, um, he hears and sees a woman in his mind who's got wings, presumably an angel. And she tells them that if you go to sleep, we can help you. It could have been a Victoria's like, Secret asleep- model. Those when the years they kept wearing wings. <laughs> they were they were yeah, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about those. Was- Who knows? We'll go with your theory, but I think just know that there's another option. Could have, yeah. Not yeah. may not be an angel. Uh, well, what he does, uh, like any logical kid, is he's like, Okay, well, I'm gonna go to sleep with my head on my spelling book. And when he awoke not only did he know all of his spelling words, he could recite any page of the book verbatim. You'd just be like, what's on page 32? And he could just tell you exactly every word that was on page 32. Like, he just absorbed it all thanks to the help of these witches or uh, angels, whatever <laughs> you want to call them. Who knows? Whatever um, side you're fighting that for. That is a huge <laughs> distinction there. I mean, I don't know. You know. Uh, so, well, his father comes back and you know, he's like, I know all the answers now. And his dad's like, prove it. And he's like, give me any page. And he's like this. And his dad, of course, was like, you knew this all along. You've been wasting my time. So he knocks. Dang, he got slapped twice. Again. The good yeah, and bad it's of like, it. You can't win with this dad. Mm. Uh, that's how those dads are. You can't ever please them. Um, so, uh, But this was the first time that he realized that he had powers when he slept. So he began learning. He would not read books. He would sleep on books. And he would wake up knowing Everything I'm in the book. It. Well, you so would, that's what you would think that like the best way to learn your spelling words would be to go to sleep on a Ouija board. Yeah, right. Yeah, because then you could spell them out. And... What? Then your head's just <laughs> yeah. spelling them yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Do you ever do a Ouija board? I okay, so I haven't had a real paranormal experience from from what I've heard. Ouija boards kind of welcome that oh, what yeah. could be negative energy into your yep. house. 
So I err on the side of caution that I do not want to do one. I've never done one, and I do not. Yeah, want it to. can happen. Can you can you can welcome it in someone else's house? Oh yeah, hey you. guys, you want to do Ouija board at your house? <laughs> yeah, like someone you don't like. Hey, let's bury the hatchet, John, with this Ouija like, board. I thought we were fighting, but he came over. We did Ouija. It's been great. <laughs> well, I, I had a good. I've talked about it already. But I had a good Ouija experience years ago. So yeah, I. I I kind of buy into them a little yeah. bit, um, yeah. But but I, I also uh, have I've read enough things, and, and we certainly have an episode coming up soon that has really changed my mind on oh, some wow. of this stuff. Okay. But in the case of Edgar Casey, this sleeping pattern became the telltale signs of how he could uh, become clairvoyant. Um, he he eventually uh, uh, got laryngitis so bad that he he couldn't speak, and he went to a hypnotist. I think it was real common in like the, this was like the early 20th century, like 1901. Mm-hmm. I think they really thought hypnotism could cure, cure you. Oh, yeah. So they would go in and they would hypnotize you. He could speak while under hypnosis in this trance. But when he came out of it, he couldn't speak. And so essentially he was like, I have to cure myself while I'm asleep. And that's what he what he did is he would go into uh, this hypnosis dreamlike state. He would devise the ailment. He would propose a cure for it. The cure would work and he would come out of it and he would be healed. Um, now, I should also point out in 1901, I think this could also have just been a huge scam. Sure, yeah. Right? I mean, I think. I that, ate this granola and it saved my life. Who likes granola? $5 a box, which yeah. is a year's salary. Right, back right. Then. I think he just showed up to a town with a couple plants in the audience, mm. you know? Maybe you came through. Maybe it's someone you knew. Oh, yeah. Maybe like, you know, Tyler and I had worked together once on a, you know, a coal train or something. And I knew where he lived. He's a pretty good actor. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to come through town. You start acting like your knee's been bothering. When I show up, I'll give you some tonic and you walk straight. <laughs> I think you sold a lot. And you cut you cut Tyler a little royalty check. Yeah, I just met Tyler doing a backflip. Like he wasn't able to walk for a month leading up to this thing. And then he does a backflip and people shit themselves. They buy it all. I mean, don't you think there are a lot of grifts? Like that was a pretty mm-hmm. easy grift. I don't think people are less susceptible today. Right. No, not at all. Right. I think yeah, not, not at all. I just think there were less sources of information then. Right. And, and there probably was a sweet spot where fact checking was, 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 pretty reliable and now it's it's crossed that it's jumped that shark where now you got to fact check the fact checkers at this point so now i think people are maybe they're more gullible now we're also speaking Um, in a time back then where like it was cutting edge science that somebody was like hey you know maybe we should clean these saws before we amputate somebody else's arm oh right yeah rinsing a wound was considered whoa what are you crazy that's what the leeches are for take it easy yeah, yeah Don't bring that clean water. That'll a lot of leeches. <laughs> Steve, you're up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so he he uh, learns that he can cure himself, and that leads to, like, his his uh, first gift, uh, which is essentially that people could come to him sick. He would go into this sleep-like hypnosis state. He would diagnose their ailment and prescribed cures that worked with remarkable. And that he frequency. did not get a kickback from. He wasn't like a GSK no, no, or Pfizer that, rep. Yeah. That I was going to, I was going to mention that next is that uh, before, before you say, well, this sounds like a huge scam. He was a devout Christian self-described well, devout all Christian. Christian. And he saw what he had as a gift from God and a calling. And so he, consistently refused money consistently right um he he made his living as a photographer and uh he invented board games oh, fun. he invented mm. a couple board games uh that sound pretty fun they were like they were almost like Catan of like the early 20th century mm. like where they mimicked the stock market or it mimicked trading and stuff and he came on these games and he got royalty checks and he was able to live and then he practiced this and he became world famous for his prophecies because not only did he start healing people when he was in these trances he would have visions and he would have prophecies 
and he would come out of them sometimes during them and sometimes out of them. And he would, they would write them down his, uh, his wife and uh, eventually his daughter. His wife was like, I'm so tired wrote down, of writing this. So you do this so much, honey. Can I not write tonight? Yeah. To get the daughter to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough thing. If you just marry a guy, like I didn't marry a, a co- I mean, a prophet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not the man I married. Right. It's like you know, when uh, you, know. you get married and then you start doing comedy. They're like, I didn't sign up for any of this when I married. That's how my wife is. She's yeah. like, I don't want to hear your <laughs> yeah, new bit. You are not funny when I met you. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear yeah. it. <laughs> I wish you were clairvoyant and I had to record the ghost. I, I know, right? Because I love yeah. longhand. <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he, people came from all over the world, really famous people who believed that he was actually clairvoyant and, and, you know, enough people had success that, you know, from his healing methodology that he just decided like people thought he was real and he could, he could actually heal them. But he also made uh, stunning predictions about the world mm. to people. Um, and over 14,000 prophecies in his life, all of which were numbered and cataloged eventually. Uh, he eventually uh, just before I get to his prophecies in our topic, um, he eventually moved to, I think, Virginia Beach and founded like a oh, yeah. center for transcendental meditation and thought. Yeah. Hmm. It's still open yeah. this day. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's pretty famous, and all of his stuff is there. And, That's and, why Virginia Beach is so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you you can go there and you can you can learn his methodologies and and you can you too. He thought this. He thought the power that he had was available to just about anyone who was willing oh, yeah. to learn. Um, so they sell full-on courses for this. Uh, I wonder. Uh, sir, I was going to say, circling back to the like cleansing of the ailments and mm-hmm. and solving all that. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that was like the very first like excursion into the placebo effect. Oh yeah, because that's absolutely oh, proven. Right. Like if somebody yeah, believes it, that they're going <laughs> to get better about that recently, yeah, yeah, for sure. I wonder how much of it was just him tricking people into thinking, oh, well, obviously not. I, I you know my spinal cord injury is gone, <laughs> right, but like yeah. you know some some inflammation Mm -hmm. goes away right if you yeah if you think it's going to go away also like time is a great healer of things Mm -hmm. you know so it's like you know my my daughter sprained her ankle or twisted it recently and i said this is gonna take a few days and you'll feel better you know just walk and feel better but if i also said put a piece of clover in your cheek (laughs) and rest for two days and then say a prayer. And then, you know, like still work. Like, Oh my God, I feel so much better. And you're like, yeah, like I think a lot of it is time. Probably ice is ice is involved. Mm -hmm. Cold is involved, but maybe camouflaged. Not to say like, you need to put ice on this, but like you need to go out on a winter's day with no shoes. More poetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Right or heat, mm. right? Allow your body well, to bake in the sun. Yeah. You you really rinse in minutes. some lake, you know? Like yeah, like it's like those guys. You know, you ever you hear about those guys that were like bleaching their buttholes? Oh, I heard of ladies doing it. I'm sure guys read do about it. Too. it. I lived it. He lived it. <laughs> lived it. I mean, <laughs> no, but you know, I'm saying they would like go out in the sun and like expose their rectums and like it was like, and they thought it was really healing, really helpful. <laughs> it, it turned out it was really bad. Oh, yeah, for yeah. It. But these photos were great of these guys just <laughs> out in the, you know, out in Sedona. Nice, just, just getting just it. Cooking the old tank. <laughs> what do you do? You grab a piece of duct tape and stick to each cheek with a string that leads to a nail <laughs> to spread it and hold just, it? I think you just pull oh, it just back. Pull it? You, you gotta pull them apart. But then you got hand marks. You don't do it for long. Oh, you don't do I don't it for know. Long. Shane, you're not tanning your ass cheeks. <laughs> you're bleaching your butthole. Butthole. Oh, yeah. I, th- I was going the wrong direction with that. You know, like where the where the people say stick it where the sun don't yeah. shine, and you're like, nowhere on my body yeah, like that not at all. Nope, can't do that. I, everywhere the sun shines, everywhere. That, but that was the theory is that you needed you're not sunlight. Supposed to stare into the sun with your one eye, yeah, your brown eye, red eye. Um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, 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 he made some stunning predictions that that many people point to, of like that's pretty crazy. Um, so here's here's yeah. one that he made in 1935. See if you can guess what he's talking about. The activities that have already begun have assumed such proportions that there is to be the attempt upon the part of groups to penalize or to make for the associations of groups to carry on saying, this will be the taking of sides, as it were, by various groups or countries or governments 
This will be indicated by the Austrians, Germans, and later the Japanese joining in their influence, unseen and gradually growing to those affairs where there must become, as it were, almost erect opposition to that which has been the theme of the Nazis. These will gradually make for growing animosities, and that they are active in the affairs of nations. The whole world, as it were, will be set on fire by these groups. Mm. So he, he in 1935, predicted Vietnam. the Austrians, yeah, Germans, yeah. <laughs> and Japan would ally and lead to essentially a conflict of war. Was he? That's pretty but good. He already, yes, I think that is good. But I also know that uh, World War I had happened and mm-hmm. uh, people kind of followed what he was happening. He also predicted World War I before okay. it happened. Well, wars keep happening. And if you follow the breadcrumbs, <laughs> you know what you do? You realize what's going to happen. See, this is a problem with you, man. <laughs> no, what could the guy possibly say? No, he's there's good stuff he says. You. But no, you're the guy. Somebody comes back from the future and it's just like I'm telling you guys, there's going to be a massive climate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everybody says it's it's, yeah. it's always ends. Climate's up bad. always changing. It's cyclical. Yeah. There's nothing man can do about it. We can so. accelerate it. Yeah. No. So he was around when the Nazis were around, right? He died in like 19. He lived like 70. Okay, yeah. Okay. A so while. Nazi party so was I, a party. I don't. Th- yeah, I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility that he just like saw the writing on the wall. Like that doesn't look too good, right? Uh, the Japanese part is a nice touch. It is. Though. That's a good one. Like that mm. is a little nice detail he, that kind of yeah. Solidifies. 35. Jap- Japan was. I mean, I think they 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 were barely the empire of Japan. Right. Maybe they. I mean, I mean, maybe they were. They were not a world power in 1930. I don't know. Maybe Who they knows? were. I don't know anything about history. <laughs> I think people that study yeah. history know. If they're listening, they're like, these yeah. guys are. Uh, Alex Hofford was a idiot. history. He, uh, I think he, he would oh, have, he he would have he, said, here's the facts, Jack. Well, how about uh, during one uh, reading, uh, 1927, Casey foresaw a future medical advancement that might make diagnosis of medical problems possible from a drop of blood. Mm, Theranos. Which at the time would have been considered complete science fiction. Okay. But he he predicted that a single drop of blood will be able to tell us everything we need to know about a person's state of health yeah. in the future. Okay. I'd like to know his hit rate. Yeah. Because you said he had 14,000. <laughs> Five. And it, Five out of 14,000 from what I could tell. <laughs> I mean, not not too bad. A lot of them were, a lot of his prophecies were very personal. Yeah, though, yeah. Right? Like he, and a lot of his prophecies about like, um, about important events were in a personal way. Like, like he told someone and I, I thought I wrote it down, but maybe I didn't. He, a guy came into him and he was like, I prophecy that you're going to make a lot of money, but beware of 1929 mm-hmm. and store your money safely and prepare for a crash of the economy. Mm-hmm. So that became known as like his prediction of the, the stock market crash, but it was given to a, a, like a single oh, okay. guy. So, so, so the, of the 14,000, most of them just don't involve world events. They're just like, Hey, Tyler, you're going to get booked soon. Oh, so show. this is like mm-hmm. world stuff was what he did for his himself. So like it's saying you're an artist. I just drawings for me. All of his prof, he never prophesized for, as far as I can tell, he never prophesized for like, I'm going to make a prophecy. The world needs to mm-hmm. hear. It was, I'd like you to do, I'd like you to do my reading. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'd like you to like, Tell me what's going on, and he would come in and he would do that for free. He never charged people, and people would would report back that it was astoundingly <laughs> just accurate. Kink. Same way they do with. I like to lay here. Some of the people on TV now, yeah. right? Like, isn't this Jonathan Edwards? Isn't that? Oh his name? yeah, I think not the no, senator, no, the, the, the other psychic guy. John Edwards, psychic, the psychic yeah. John, or uh, Sister Cleo. It would be awesome if they were both. Yeah. If we were like that guy's so psychic, he should be senator. <laughs> He'll know what to vote for. Have you guys ever gone to a, a psychic for a reading? I have I've done a tarot yeah. card reading, I think. I did a reading, and it was real, real phony. Oh, really? Yeah, you could tell. So, I don't, I don't remember. I, I did it just to sort of like yeah. see, you know, it was. Is it off the side of a highway? Was it one of those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like driving. Yeah, one. like not an interstate, but like driving down the highway, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's go check this out. It's 20 bucks for a reading and so right before it started she was like name right without thinking 
tell me three people that you're thinking of. And I was like, ah, 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 like, and I was like, well, then that, then she just made it all about them. Mm -hmm. She wasn't, it wasn't a psychic reading. She just forced me to answer a question on the spot and then weaved a story around that. You know, I think that's most of what it probably is for most of them. Some are just better at it. Reading people quickly, discerning what they're upset about, and then keeping them coming back. I bet we could do a fake psychic booth. Just no experience. We just hop in there and just try to pretend. Film it. Reality TV. Oh, you know what, Tyler? I went to a comedy show recently, recently, like in the last six months. Mm -hmm. And that comic had uh, a tarot card reader at the show. And you could pay for a reading. And I, I did it just because no one was doing it. And I felt bad. <laughs> I'm surprised people uh, wouldn't do it. That's how they get most of their work. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she did a reading for me. And it was not. It, it was. It, she was okay. I think good tarot card readers tell a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? I've never done anything like that. But if you're a believer in some of that stuff, uh, tarot cards kind of lay out one of the possibilities so it's like very open-ended i've done it before but it's been in a a similar situation where it's like like i was at a comic con one time and some girl was sitting outside like late at night like do you want a tarot card reading and i was like sure and she's like things might be going well they might not and i'm like tell me about it yeah right yeah Yeah. right i'm a (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah but i've been a little i've been a little more interested lately in just like the like I've I've had my my paranormal interest peaked mm. again. Like I go in cycles with this, and mm-hmm. I've been thinking about. Uh, I was driving through some small town recently on a way to a gig, and I saw like psychic, you know, like in a strip mall. It's got just mm-hmm. assigned psychic, and I was like, ah, if I had the time, I'd drop in there. If it's like twenty, thirty bucks, why not? Yeah, it's good for uh, a comic story, right? Yeah, exactly. Because on the sure. off chance that they are, I do think they are. I'm not closed off to the idea of psychics being real. Like I've heard Mm. enough stories of people that have had meetings with psychics and things like they would tell them things before they could even speak. Mm -hmm. And it's either they've, maybe they've done the research. Maybe it's, it's, you know, been finagled a little bit, but on the off chance it hasn't been, it's more, it's more fun to think that things like that are true. And I'm open to the idea of the paranormal. There's too many people have been seeing too many things Mm. that don't make any sense. I'm open to it. Yeah, all. I'm. I'm open to legit psychics for real. Yeah, I think people I, can do I, that. I'm not. Yeah, I don't think that the the plethora of fake or monetarily driven psychics rules out the possibility of real psychic experience by anybody, right. but also people that are prone to it, or the ability that that people that have a predilection towards it who can also hone it through careful training and repetition, mm-hmm. right? And um it might be a mixture of just really being hyper observant, but it might be something that like, I mean, empathy is a fascinating Mm -hmm. idea, right? I mean, the idea that like you can feel what someone else is feeling and, you know, without even knowing what they're going through. I mean, there are people that experience that. I mean, I, I, Oh, empathy during all my wife, you said empathy. (laughs) This is uh, we're comics. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife, when my wife was pregnant, I, I had, uh, I forget what it's called. You basically get some, some husbands. Phantom contraction. Yeah. You got pregnant. Yeah. You have, yeah. you, you, you have, you know, empathy symptoms, right? Like oh, you, you throw you, up in the morning. You, you dilate. You, yeah. You get morning sickness. You get, you feel things that they Pickles feel. Peanut butter like, you want it. Yeah. That's weird. Um, well, a couple more by Edgar Casey before we get into the heart of the matter. Um, pole shift. Um, he said, "What?" Someone asked him, "What great change, or the beginning of what change, if any, is to take place?" Uh, and he said, "In the year 2000 to 2001 AD, there is a shifting of the poles, or a new cycle begins." This is uh, August 11th, 1936. He made that mm. prediction. Now, it was in uh, the year 2000 that uh, Nova came out with a big special claiming that. They had just discovered that the poles, the polar structure of the Earth, had indeed flipped at one point, and it was became known, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, and and Casey saw this as the beginning of a new age, which in some sense it was because you know 2000, everyone thought was going to be the new millennia, 
Um, but it's a little bit precognizant to think that the poles will shift, and at least that was discovered in 2000. Right, yeah. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. So. He, he spoke at length about the Dead Sea Scrolls and about things in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which had not been discovered until later on in his life. Uh, and then the one that I think most people uh, at least know about um, is uh, he saw during one of his trances the lost city of Atlantis, mm -hmm. and they buried uh, all of their secrets in a hall of records under the Sphinx. And that that hall, that the, the hall of records would be discovered uh, in the the end of the 20th century. Um, now, that has not been no. discovered. And in fact, one of his uh, devotees, one of uh, who later became a scholar of e ancient Egypt, spent most of his career looking for the hall of records and has never found it. But he hasn't ruled it out either. There is some structure that they don't understand inside of the sphinx whether it holds the secret to the lost the lost city of atlantis is still to be determined mm -hmm. but that is uh, one of the most famous things that he he talked about there are chambers in the sphinx the, that they there they are like chambers in the sphinx out. that they don't yeah they there's a question of whether it's worth trying to get to them because they think they probably would destroy the sphinx. oh probably yeah but also you got to break a piggy bank to get those right? bars out got to crack some eggs to make an omelet I I'm I say go yeah, for it. Yeah, because the Sphinx isn't even. Uh, it's not Egypt didn't build those. The Egypt's peoples, you know, yeah. they didn't build that thing. It's already missing. It's a monolith. Yeah. Did you know that it was cut from a single piece of limestone? Really? Where'd that come from? Where where it was in the desert? They 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 quarried it out, and they were like, "Oh, this is one giant piece of rock." Wow. And they're like, "Let's carve it into something." Oh, how about and a cat person? It. Yeah. Ooh. Well, apparently the head's not. It makes no what sense. Was the original head? Yeah. But then again, Tyler, what do you think? Mount Rushmore? Is that going to make sense in the next a million years oh, from now? Forget they're... that. Yeah. The Statue of Liberty. That's going to make even less oh, yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, who are these four guys? They're probably their gods. You know? <laughs> yeah, they probably, probably were. their gods. I also want to take their a, gods. I want to take a detour back to the uh, the switching of the poles thing. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some... Very, very true. Very yeah. true. Very bizarre. Something that I was thinking about is uh, maybe the angels or whoever he was communicating with, maybe they only sense that that happened then because of the collective conscience mm. of everybody on the earth becoming aware of it. Oh yeah. And that's what left the timestamp that they were able to oh, interesting. draw from. Cause I do think there's some credence to like, you get people together and the collective energy of a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Raj leads Nishi, to something. Man. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. You give mob, mob mentalities and <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But I think yeah. it does. We've talked about that before. We think that, like, actually, just a couple episodes ago, we talked about just if everyone just put their attention and intention into uh, thinking about making something different, it would change. Yeah, and much it, like if there are any Dragon Ball Z fans out there when everybody <laughs> lended all their energy to Goku for the giant spirit. Ball. Right, exactly. No, we, we, we have cool listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they know what that is. Our listeners are yeah, cool. They, want, they know who I don't even know what I, don't, I mean, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let me say this you're actually uh quite astute here tyler uh with your idea because what you described is really very similar to what edgar casey and his later his disciples i don't mean disciples in like a religious sense people that just followed his his ideas and um but what they believed and what he thought he was tapping into for all of these prophecies was known as the Akashic mm. Records. And, and it is, in fact, a library of information that contains the details of your soul and its entire journey unbound from the confines of time, space, and physical body. Mm. So the, the records span past lives, present incarnations, future possibilities, and it, in, in some sense, is a permanent record of all thoughts, feelings, and actions that have ever occurred in the history of the universe, stored, as Casey described it, in a kind of cosmic memory oh, that's bank nice. that exists outside of physical mm -hmm. reality. Um, and and so he he believed in this record, and that he could access it through this sort of sleep paralysis 
that he could experience and then somehow control and, and pull up information on the and it records so, everything. So sort of sort of a um oh, what do they call the uh out of body experience oh, you have? Astro projection. Astro projection, mm-hmm. yes. Absolutely. I that is very a correct similar to, very similar to astral projection. Love it. Would you guys ever dabble in astral projection? I have. Yeah. Ah, yes, I'm dude. dying to do DMT, man. I'm dying to do. <laughs> be careful. Be careful is the only thing I'll tell you because go on. From what I've heard, there's a chance that when you astral project, you're leaving your body open. So your your soul's gone and like exploring things and it'll hopefully It's like Aang when he's in the avatar state. Yeah. yeah. But so I think when you I, when you come back, your body could be occupied by something. I think else. that's really rare though. I think that's like don't astral project and do a Ouija board. Right. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Same. I, th- if, uh, I think on the uh, the astral projection uh, subreddit, I think people ask that question quite a bit. And they're like, I think they're always like, it, I think it's possible to have them, but I don't think it happens often. Or there's something else about it. Because I've heard of that, but there's some reason they poo-pooed it, but I don't remember the reason. Um, but And those are, of course, people that I'm sure actually do the things they talk about <laughs> how, how have you thought about experimenting with it how, do you have anybody that's done it before and they're kind of gonna they're gonna like guide well, you or w- well without jumping the gun too much you know that the cia mm-hmm. did a long mm-hmm. project remote viewing try... yeah. well also yeah national projection, projection yeah they tried to see if they could actually train people to do astral projection which it comes up a little bit later in our in our in our topic. Not so much the astral projection part, but it is, it is mm-hmm. akin to it. It's a different, a uh, uh, a similar program that was going on at the same time by the CIA, yeah. related to all of this. I, I I think you know there's plenty of plenty of books and things out there. I'm working right now on lucid dreaming. I'm working real hard on my lucid dreaming. If I can get that down, maybe I try astral projection. Dude, just next. go. Uh, so. There's a three-part series that they mention on the astral projection subreddit called The Phase. Um, and it's a guy that teaches people how to leave their body. It says, leave your body in three days or some, something like that, whatever. But the first, I watched the first half and then just went to bed. I was supposed to watch the whole thing and I just didn't. I just watched the first half. I made it to the point right before you astral project. There's like a come up that follows like body vibration. These crazy feelings had all that happen just by watching this video for like 30 minutes. Um, so look into that, The Phase. I'll link it in the but it's it's i think a lot of things that are paranormal uh can be manifested oh yeah for sure oh yeah yeah, through meditation yeah absolutely um yeah i i i sometimes wonder and i mean and this speaks to a lot of things if it's not that many people believe we live in a subjective reality i mean that, that the objective world is actually shaped by our minds and so if you believe in this paranormal thing then you will experience that paranormal thing. And we, we, right. we talked about yes. this recently in what's called the nocebo effect, which is a very interesting corollary to the placebo effect, um, which is that you can, if you think something will harm you or do nothing, it will do nothing or will not. If you think something will not work, it will not work. Um, or if you think you're going to get hurt, you will get hurt by something. Um, and it, it, you can actually, the mind can actually control in the way the placebo effect works. It can control lots of things. It can control reality because it's a subjective world we live in. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that's true or not, the premise of the Akashic record is that all of those thoughts, feelings, experiences, all your lives, everything is contained in some otherworldly uh, catalog, so to speak, the memory bank. It's an ancient topic. I mean, it's 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 as old as Sanskrit. Um, the ether, as the, the the term akasa, it means the ether, and it's been accessible as a field in many different ways throughout history, and it shows up in all sorts of ancient literature. Um, mm-hmm. And then in the 19th century, the theosophist um, became sort of a common uh, thing that was. Uh, sort of spoken about it in these sort of new age type folks. Um, now mm. what's interesting to me now, if you're, if you're, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, this is all cool and all um, this is what I find interesting. I, I read an article um, 
And I'll read you the abstract first, and then I'll give you the salacious title because the abstract is less. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'll give you the title first. The title is okay. Hacking the Akashic Records, the Next Domain for Intelligence Operations. And the abstract nice. is this paper outlines a hypothetical six-dimension doctrine for military intelligence gathering in the Akashic domain. And it explains what the Akashic domains are, how it's been used in the past, and essentially why. And an article talks about I read the whole thing. Awesome. It talks about why yeah. and how necessary it is for our military intelligence to begin defending the Akashic record from attacks and hacks. Almost like they analogize it to the cloud, that it exists in the right. way that information exists in a cloud and that it needs to be secured from attack because it can be. For them to know okay. that, wouldn't they have access to the records and see that an attack is coming and they're trying to change the future? Well, yes, but we we know that uh, since 1983, when the CIA began declassifying various uh, programs related to paranormal, that their report, the analysis and assessment of the gateway process, that was exactly what the CIA was trying to do was understand and expand the notion of human consciousness, out of body experiments in altered states of mind. And essentially the U S government was trying to figure out, can we train people to hack the, the records? And the answer is yes, they, you can. And they laid out in the gateway system, a way for the human body, the human being, to access in the, through an altered state of mind and consciousness, the Akashic records. Okay. I have a quick question. So you said six mm -hmm. dimension. Mm -hmm. I've watched a somewhat well-produced YouTube video on <laughs> trying to explain to me what the fourth dimension is. Oh yeah. And I think I got a loose, very, very loose understanding mm -hmm. of it. Can you lay down in any way, any type of description of the fifth and sixth dimensions. Mm. There's actually 12 dimensions or more. Uh, and there is another great YouTube video that describes them all in great detail and how they interact. So I'll post that in the show notes. Uh, but Justin, do you know? I usually the, don't the know. Way, the way I understand the all of this is that someone said once that the in the way that a shadow is the two-dimensional reflection of a 3D object. But that's how all dimensions work. That the, mm -hmm. the, the third dimension is the shadow of a fourth dimension without time. Mm -hmm. the four so it's a fractal. It's a big right, fractal. and the fourth dimension is the shadow of the fifth dimension. So, so do I understand it? No. Does that help me conceptualize it? That like that there is the the one thing that is all things. And, and from there, that's the, the infinite dimensional object. And from there it, it projects and it slowly disintegrates down into a single dimension, but it's just the shadow of each is that you. And, and I, I think the sixth dimension, which I don't know why that guy said that hypothetical six dimension doctrine. No, I don't understand it at all. I, I don't um, get it at all. It, it, I don't think, no, I don't know. How can you have it a hypothetical sixth dimension? You can't. Yeah, yeah. I don't as, know. As far as I'm concerned, our cloud is a fourth or fifth dimension. Oh, I can't see it. Yeah, I can't so, conceptualize. So, yeah, I can't. It. We have four dimensions, which are the three dimensions we associate with the physical body, plus a fourth dimension that's time. Right. I don't know if I fully believe that time is the fourth dimension. Mm. Like I've heard that posited, but. Even if it is, maybe we're perceiving it, but we can't. What is the fifth dimension? Oh, dude, I've, I'm out on that. It's a soul band. Isn't isn't it? It, I think it was like, uh, yeah, right? Isn't it some... Fuck am I? Man, this this is what I don't like, man. <laughs> we're not a science podcast. <laughs> we're not, we don't know this shit. I'm trying to talk about how to that turn tell your you body into a transmitter. <laughs> That's what the gateway system is. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's so freaking weird, Dude, man. And and the gateway experience is the ways that I've been trying to astral project. It, it's the same. It's, it's the, the same. Robert thing. Monroe's uh, gateway experience. So so I I believe in all this, but I'm so fucking scared that it's true it is. that I don't want to try. No, it. it's good stuff. It's fun. You can be a superhero. 
Okay, so I think it's similar to like um, like a six-year-old thinking that a, a race car is really cool. Yeah. I wouldn't let a six-year-old drive it. <laughs> right, yeah, true. Yeah, don't let me in that library. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure that the father figures out there are looking daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature Lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code CBM20 at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind, and the Performance Package 4.0 is here just in time for your pop's special day. Inside this package, he'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all his goodies. First off, let me start by saying the Lawnmower 4.0 will be the official MVP of Father's Day. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, also has a 400K LED spotlight that he needs for a more precise shave. Does your dad use the same trimmer for his body and his face? <laughs> Let's throw that out the window and give him an upgrade he deserves. But wait, there's more. Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxers 2.0 that I dare say are the best boxers ever. We all know dads love their comfort. With summer just around the corner, the Boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. These new boxers are packed with revolutionary features, including the jewel pouch designed to cradle his boys in their own special space. And this right here is a game changer. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. Dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man and dog daddies. You deserve this treat, too. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code CBM20 at Manscaped. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code CBM20. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah, shake what your daddy gave you. Let me tell you what the gateway process is. And when I lay it out, I think it's like, that sounds pretty scientific. And it was, it was derived at by scientific methodology. Um, so what, what they do is they, um, they, they have this audio and it essentially is, is like a meditative audio to get the mind into a very meditative state. Um, and, and, I think that's important because a lot of times when we hear people who've experienced what I think is astral projection or something akin to it, it's a lot of times from meditative uh, practices, right? Right. A lot of people talk about that. Um, so it's, a, it's sort of like you get into this meditative state and then the subjects, uh, their internal resonance resonance to the body's sound frequencies uh, becomes heightened, like which is true of meditation. You become very aware of your pulse and your heartbeat and all these things. Okay, this this eliminates the bifurcation echo, uh, and that that eventually that through that that meditation you get the body into a sleep like state, and this the result is that this is the a quote the result is a rhythmic sine wave that that in turn amplifies the sound volume of the heart three times. This then amplifies the frequency of the brain output the film surrounding the brain the dura and the fluid between that film and the skull eventually begin to move up and down by 0.005 and 0.001 millimeters the body based on its own micro motion then functions as a tuned vibrational system the entire body wow. eventually transfers energy at between 6.8 and 7.5 hertz which matches the earth's own energy the resulting wavelengths are long, about 40,000 kilometers, which also happens to be the perimeter of the planet. And this field essentially allows you access to the world's electrostatic field that surrounds all of it. Can this be tested? This seems like something that can be scientifically oh, tested. Oh, yeah. There's a whole institute. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, 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 what I just read, I mean, that sounds like. We, we there's a part uh, where you, you're essentially the way our brains work. There's this hemisphere nature to our brain. You know, like, you know, we have two hemispheres and it's mm -hmm. essentially attuning those. So they don't work against one another so that it allows the brain to sort of, to sort of 
energize in a different way to sync the hemi. I think it's called hemi-syncing. Hemi-sync, yeah. yeah. And then you tune into this wavelength and I think your body becomes sort of like, almost like a radio that like, you're like, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I have access I to, hear I hear the record. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can hear the records and, and, you know, to, to pull it back to Edgar Casey was Edgar Casey somehow because his father knocked him in the fucking head as a kid and caused some kind of mental thing to happen in his brain and he went to sleep in this sleep-like trance was he able in that moment to accidentally stumble upon what the cia spent decades researching and coming up with a scientific method to allow people to do which is to access some sort of strange record that flows around our earth in some cloud-like way i mean it it's not i mean is it plausible no is it thinkable yeah yeah, I believe it. I'm not going to. Yeah, I mean, somebody says, yeah, cool. if it comes out tomorrow and they're like, yeah, that's actually all true. I'm not going to be like, oh, that that's crazy. I'm going to be like, yeah, that, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, there's just too many people with experiences with their past lives. Too many people that I mean, I I, I dreamt about some other day that I swear to you, I have never met in my entire life a detailed, detailed dream and conversations and they were leading me to places and showing me things that I needed to remember. And I'm like, I have never seen this person before in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, where did they did write exist? It down? Where did they come from? Mm-hmm. There's so many of those experiences in life that people have seen the future or seen the past or experienced these things. Mm-hmm. It's like that reality has to exist somewhere, if only in your mind. And if that is, can that mind somehow be connected to something greater? I think yeah. that's to me. And that's why I think that is kind of hokey at times that Casey seems then I get to mm-hmm. hear and I'm like well maybe he was maybe he was experiencing something real mm-hmm. in the presence of somebody else maybe he could see their entire life free from the confines of a physical body there's a lot of stuff like this where like you think about that and it's like it could be explained away of like oh he had a concussion he saw a hallucination mm-hmm. but then it goes into he had some some premonitions that came true and part of me when i think about things like this i absolutely am open to the idea of it being real because i like not just like humans when they're in a creepy place they might be more likely to see a, a shadow or sure. what they think is an apparition yeah. that might be your brain playing tricks on you it might not who right. knows but i was reading a reddit thread recently the most forefront uh you know, authority on the internet of true things. (laughs) But there were so many people that had the same experience of a loved one who wasn't dead, but they experienced them coming home, like going through the whole routine of throwing their keys on the counter or petting the dog or whatever. And they heard it and then they saw the person and you'd have multiple people in the house, see them. Oh, wow. And then you you had like several people in the thread all talking about this like oh my I we me and my mom we could have sworn that we heard my dad come home threw the keys on the counter kicked his boots off started taking a shower went to check on him later wasn't home yet Damn. and then he'd come home like an hour later and then somebody was like oh yeah the Vikings had a word for this I don't remember what it was but it's like it's your spirit arriving home before yes. you do oh wow and it can't and I I was at a um I was at my girlfriend's work. She her work had like a cookout for some like a group of the social committee whatever mm-hmm. the hell that is, and I got into because I've been interested in paranormal stuff again recently. I've been going through my little phase, mm-hmm. and I mentioned like ghosts and aliens. There's another guy there. I was having a constructive discussion with him because mm-hmm. he's seen a UFO. Oh wow! And I've never had a full paranormal experience. I've had like one that might have been a ghost. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this guy was like, "Oh yeah, I saw a UFO one time." You know it took a direct right turn and it defied physics Crazy. and it went off and did his thing up in the air. I'm talking to him and this other guy goes, Oh yeah. And he like chimes in, you know, that guy mm-hmm. It's always, Oh, I, I don't, you, you idiot. Yeah, Let me you tell idiots. you what a paranormal experience is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, most ghosts carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that's why they see so many on civil war battlegrounds right. and all of these other There's places. Carbon that, you know, monoxide these houses. And civil war battlegrounds. No, no. But people hallucinate <laughs> when they have carbon monoxide. 
poisoning. Yeah, I do think that's true. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there he are was just so legit flippant ones, yeah. and dismissive of this. That was that was very frustrating. A regular Mick West, if you yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. You know, I, I do think that if you come into a paranormal experience with the idea that like everything that's paranormal can be explained by known science, then you will eventually, you will eventually accept the most believable scientific explanation, Mm -hmm. despite Mm -hmm. whether or not it has major flaws or can't explain certain situations You'll change it from ghosts are just carbon monoxide to most ghosts are just carbon monoxide. Right. And then people like your guy Mm -hmm. are just like, yeah, ghosts are mostly just carbon monoxide. And you're like, okay, right? Like, I don't think that everyone that's had a paranormal, uh, you know, encounter with this Akashic record wasn't a scam artist. Just like we said, I don't Mm -hmm. think that every person on the side of the row with a tarot card sign in their, you know, their window is legitimate. That doesn't explain to me the the entire breadth of these experiences. And in fact, and I would say the government spent lots and lots of money trying to determine if they could essentially come up with a systematic way to access this. And, you know, somebody somebody pay me enough money and I will I will tune my body to six point eight and seven point five hertz. Yeah. And drop some DMT and come back and tell you what I find. <laughs> well, dude, the, here's the trick. You do that and you come back and you realize, oh, I got paid millions of dollars to do that. Yeah. Money doesn't oh, mean right, anything. right. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. all I want to do is go back. I'll be dead honest with both of you guys. Part of the reason I'm afraid to explore some of this is because I'm afraid I, I'm, I've only seen the movie once. So I might be messing up the metaphor. I'm afraid to red pill myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because part of it's I'm afraid to like this I barely have a grasp on this life right, right, yeah. right now. No, I don't need and more I'm shit. I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid to figure out that there are aliens, and not only aliens, but aliens that are able to access other dimensions and travel right, through time. Right. And turns out they're actually humans that are here sure. visiting from another right, time. Yeah, I I can't handle that. Yeah, because we've all seen that guy. Yeah, but that doesn't affect you. What do you mean? How so? Like, if there's aliens around us, they're not messing with us. They might well, be. well, know. right, you can't right. It, 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 so it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm upping the chance they're gonna mess with me if I fully attune <laughs> myself true. to meditating and manifesting. This is true. This they're is gonna true. go up. Oh, found there him. He he's, he's vibrating. Yep, yeah. I see him. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's they're funny. messing with us all the time. Yeah, but then once you can see them, then they're like, well, we'll just mess with the guy that can see us. That's way more fun. Which, which is what people yeah. in Congress were fighting back against on this UFO stuff or the UAP stuff, because they think that if you give these things attention, then it becomes real. Yeah. It's crazy. But to be honest with as much as they're disarming nukes, I'm like, I'm kind of on their side most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're trying to keep the monkeys from blowing themselves up with dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. Or nukes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm really fascinated both by Casey uh, himself and this this crazy idea that there I I in a way it's such a spiritual religious concept to say that I do believe there is something more than the physical world that we live in. I think I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm prepared to face it at my death. And I probably, if somebody told me this is a pretty safe, I don't know what safe means. Safe to me, I think means I eventually at some point in my life get to come back to my house and live the same way I was living before I left. But if like your point, Tyler is like, yeah, maybe you come back and you, it, you can't see the world again the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? So. Yeah. I think once you go down the paranormal rabbit hole and you honestly, I guess for lack of a better term, give your soul or, you know, non-physical being up to it and you open yourself up to the chance of it, you can't, go back and it's i think it's the same thing that a lot of people feel when they have their first paranormal experience whether that's seeing a ufo uh an extraterrestrial what they perceive as an extraterrestrial or uh an apparition or bigfoot or what have you in any of this paranormal stuff as soon as you open that door it's wide open Mm -hmm. 
and that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, you should read uh, the Department of Truth. It's a yeah. good comic uh, that a friend of mine gave me, and it like breaks down all this stuff with tulpas and how basically you manifest these things. And it's pretty interesting. It's a good good read. Somehow, when you said apparition in my head, I heard Aboriginal, and I was like, I don't think that's. Yeah, you can't, you can't say, say that anymore. That's not cool. <laughs> that has nothing Native to do with the topic, Tyler. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my, I think I really kind of gave my final thought. My final thought is that, I, I, you know, I think the Gateway Project is a codification of what Edgar Casey figured out on his own mm-hmm. through trauma. Well, his dad helped. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that there have been over time people that have been able to do this, you know, just intuitively because of one thing or another. Um, but the thing, the gateway project, I think it with time and practice, and I think there's probably certain people that have the brain structure that really kind of makes it easier, but it can be done and people can access this, this astral plane or these mm-hmm. records that, in, you know, that, that, that essentially make up the eternal part of this universe that we don't really understand. So, yeah that's my thing okay. Shane what do you got? uh yeah i uh I, th- I believe in this record i wanna i wanna tap in i think that we've we've discussed this on some of the more recent episodes about how uh you know premonitions and things like that where that has to come from somewhere so i think that um we're pulling it from somewhere the ether and mm-hmm. if this is a fractal it's uh i think our realities are just uh the universe's game of telephone and each each reality is just slightly different because it's just a little off. Um, I don't know. I like to believe in this, and I hope one day, maybe tonight, if uh, I can sleep with a book under my head. Is it above or below? Uh, uh, I think as above, so below. Oh, that's it. So I put a book on both sides of my head, uh, mm-hmm. the same book. I think I have same book. two. You got a book sandwich. I got, I, I got two Harry Potters. I got this. Uh, one has to be in Latin. Oh shit! Damn, <laughs> man. I'll get I'll I get there, but I, I think I'm gonna get smarter by tomorrow. And woke up, and the book was full of hair. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, that's my final. All right, Tyler. What do you Tyler, What, uh, what, what you do you think, Tyler? You got any? So I, as I told you guys, I am a bit afraid. I am extremely fascinated, but at the same time, I'm terrified of this because I as we've made advancements over the last 2000 plus 3000 4000 I'm not I'm not a great history guy but however long <laughs> history's been recorded it seems like the amount of time in between huge scientific breakthroughs have been less and less and less and less yeah and we're we've kind of cracked the smallest possible down to the atom and we've cracked the biggest possible up to theoretical physics with wormholes and black Mm -hmm. holes and and we're starting to wrap our minds around that and we've kind of maxed out the 3d or 4d world as we understand it so like that next threshold is 5d 6d it's it's something that we can't even fathom Mm -hmm. we're about to cross a planet the same way that a 2g 2d object can't really fathom what a 3d object is i i hope we're close to fathoming what 5D, 60 is, and I think that this record could be on the the other side of that veil, and yeah. I'm I'm open to it. I the same way that somebody in the 1800s couldn't fathom microbes being the reason that people get infections and die. Right, right. I am open to the idea that there is a record being held of what my body was doing before I got here and what it what it projects I'm going to be doing right. after I leave because. Yeah. Well, I got to look at it, and you need to stop jerking off. <laughs> Dude, I'm never, <laughs> never. The record, there's, it's all on record, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's hard for me to fathom what was going on in the universe before the Big Bang. Like, everybody right, agrees yeah. there was a Big Bang, and, like, everything came from nothing, and you start questioning atheists and people that believe that nothing the paranormal, and they cannot place what's going on before that. Yeah. And that's kind of a cop-out. Mm. Yeah. There's got to be some paranormal. Yeah. There's got to be some... Yeah, that we some some woo. And we are, uh, you know, the more we deep we we peer into the deep crevices of the universe, even the solar system, the more we realize none of it makes any sense. And and Mm -hmm. and you know, I think you're probably right that there's probably some seismic shift coming soon. And and whether that happens in the form of a scientific discovery, or if it's a parascience, or if it's it's a spiritual discovery where people are like, oh, okay. All that stuff could be real or it's maybe we are living in a matrix or something like that. 
it's going to be interesting man yeah well this Hopefully was uh, for it. this was a very fun uh topic to talk about and uh i think we'll we, we we visit this topic in various ways it just pops up so much so i'll oh, show not the last time but no. uh, tyler thank you for joining us before we get out of here where can people find you follow you i mean like com- comedy wise not yeah <laughs> yeah what's your not, address not because you're a giant they want to <laughs> no, I was going to give my uh, ethereal address, yeah. like oh, yeah, out yeah, into yeah, the yeah. cosmos. Uh, your metaverse address. <laughs> be hanging out at Sagittarius tonight if you guys want to come hang out. Yeah. Um, so my website, tylerwwood.com. Uh, I'm trying to update that with tour dates. Um, also, at tylerwwood on Twitter, at tylerwwoodcomedy on Instagram. And uh, also, I'm going to be opening for a comic I'm a huge fan of, Ryan Singer. I'm going to be opening for him. Oh, yeah. Um, when is that? That let me look so at my calendar. First... That is Memorial Day, Monday, yeah. May thirtieth. Right. Durham, right? Very excited for that. Yeah, it awesome. is in Durham. Motorco. It's at Motorco. Awesome. Yeah, and in the off chance anybody here is a wrestling fan, I'm also on a wrestling podcast called Ten Bell Pod. Kind of marrying the two. Uh, we cover wrestling, uh, former professional wrestlers that have passed away. Wow. They've crossed over that. Mm that plane Very and they good. understand what's going on. Not so much on the paranormal side, but we cover their biographies and the history of their careers. And I'm uh, very happy to be a part of that. And that's at 10 bell pod nice. on all social media. Cool. Platforms. So what you're saying is, uh, none of those wrestlers have been, or will be guests. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Unless we get a Ouija board. That's right. That, there it is. There's your, new, there's your show. People get Patreon for that. Well, this has been super fun guys. I, uh, thanks for joining yeah. us. Tyler. It's been a blast. We'll be back next week. Uh, This is Conspiracy Beer Me. I am Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith, and this was Tyler Woods.